Hi, Charles here from Nerve of the Phone Podcast, and you are listening to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, hosted by Kyle, here on the IndieBlastNetwork.com and on Anchor.fm. Stay tuned and get yourself some Tokyo Munchies! Hey guys, and welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast. And yeah, you know what happened. Missed that deadline again yesterday for Wednesday. Gotta pick up the ball a little bit there. But, um, yeah, you know how life is. Sometimes it throws you curveballs and sometimes it throws you strikes. So <laughs> we'll try harder to make sure we get on point for um, our Wednesday publishing. But welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast, and we'll get into the good stuff straight away. And we have a, something different for you today. I'm going to read you an article from my new magazine, The Munch Magazine. Um, I'll also put the link up in the description so you guys can check it out there. It's a pretty weird magazine, but that's what I like to do, and that's who I am. I like things a bit weird. So we'll get into our favourite parts of the podcast, we go into the Tokyo weather. Today in Tokyo it is Thursday at 12 o'clock and it is clear, it's a nice day outside. I wouldn't necessarily say clear, but um, it's pretty clear, it's still a little bit cloudy, not too cloudy, just a little bit cloudy, but it's, it's clear, clearish, clearing, clear, clear, clear-like. Um, temperature is at 23 degrees Celsius. Let's click on the Fahrenheit and have a look for you guys over there in the land of the free. 73 degrees Fahrenheit. Sounds nasty when you say that in centigrade. Oh, well, Celsius, sorry. Yeah, so 23 here in Tokyo. It's nice weather. Almost pool time. We had the pool out a couple weeks ago, so it's getting near pool weather again. Uh, precipitation, that fancy word for rain, uh, is at 10%. And yeah, looking at the little picture there, the little picture on the Tokyo weather, there always is. It has Thursday, oh, the top at 26. Uh, lowest we're going to be at 18. Um, little picture has a sun with a cloud and some rainy little blue drops underneath it. So precipitation's at 10, so there's a 10% chance we might get rain today. Humidity is at 41%, which is about right, and wind is at 2 ms. So, yeah, it's actually, it's a nice day. It's comfortable. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not too sunny. It's not too cloudy. Everything's pretty much perfect. It's on par. I've asked my neighbors to be quiet, but they still seem to be making noises, so I will go over there later with my guitar and serenade them with some Metallica. Anyway, on to the next part of the Tokyo Munchies podcast. Another part, I know you guys you guys enjoy this part the most because it gives you a direct insight to what's happening in Japan as we go through the flows. Daily life here. I'm going to skip the Google search top stories. I'm going to go straight to my good friend, the japannews.com, because they seem to be a little bit more um, uh, open about different things. And here we go, Japan News number one, number two, and number three. Number one, crowdfunding campaign aims to save small playhouses across Japan. Alrighty then. So casual candid chats. Here we go. This is going to be some very, this is going to be some top-notch journalism right here. Casual candid chats with the performers after watching a fascinating play is always a big reason for going to small theatres. If you're looking forward to doing that again in the post-pandemic days, you might want to help save them. 
the Shogi, sorry, the Shogekijo Aid crowdfunding campaign is raising money to. Right. I want to read this article a bit more, so I'm just going to click on it. <clears throat> so, the Shogi. Sho- Man, my Japanese is terrible. The Shogekijo crowdfunding campaign is raising money to support small playhouses of a capacity of 300 seats or less across Japan. Hoping to protect various art forms which have been centered on these venues and cultivated by their staff and fans. Um, in, in inverted commas from director Mizue Naka. What theatre buffs really thirst for now is to go back to the space of a theatre and watch a play there. So I strongly feel the need for maintaining theatres, said freelance art director Mizue Naka. So that's nice. It's a nice story to kick it off with, guys. Hang on, let me clear my throat. <clears throat> so. That's Japan news number one, crown, crowdfunding campaigns. And I love that opening sentence here. It's a, it's a good one. It's a little bit of a tongue twister for me. Casual candid chats. I like it. Casual candid chats. I could get twisted on that with casual candid cats. It's, it's nice. That's Japan news number one. Japan news number two. Um, Easy Japanese helps foreign residents get information in emergencies. Now, this is a good one. This is one I've been struggling with for the last 10 years because Japanese is a very interesting language. You have your casual Japanese, which is spoken by your high school kids and your construction workers and just, yeah, just basic chatting with uh, people. And then you have your keigo, which is your really formal Japanese. That's... So, give you an example. Um... If I was to say my name in casual Japanese, it'd be Kairu des. Kairu des. So Kairu is Kyle in Japanese. Kairu means frog. It also means go home. It also means please return to your house safely. So Kairu, Kairu des. That's really, really, really casual Japanese. Um, to make that a little bit more formal, just a little bit. You put in the prefix, you put in the, um, yeah, there's a prefix, I think. I'm not sure. But you put in, like, watashi wa kairu desu. So, watashi wa, so, watashi wa means I am kairu desu. So, if you translated that into Japan, into English, that'd be Kyle I am. <laughs> well, I am Kyle. But, um, Japanese is, like, opposite to English, so... It'd be Kyle I am, not I am Kyle. So Kyle I am. And notice how we're still saying des. So in the beginning we had the casual Japanese, Kairu des. Slightly more formal Japanese, Watashi wa Kairu des. And then you go Keigo. Um, I'm not an expert in Japanese, so if anybody feels like they want to correct me, which I'm pretty sure there is because there's all these grammar Nazis out there, because you love it, you have nothing else to do. Um, my understanding, we put a bit of a U on the end of the des. So to make it more keigo, it would be uh, Watashi wa kairu desu. So you change the des to desu. And that changes <clears throat> all the time in keigo with des. So it's always desu. So uh, if someone asks you what do you do for work, Watashi no oshigoto. So casual Japanese, tennis sensei desu. Tennis sensei. So you can actually just say tennis sensei, which I'm a tennis coach. Tennis sensei. A little bit more formal. Watashi no, watashi no oshigoto ga 
Ten sensei this. So Watashi no means I'm in possessive possession of, so no means possession possessive of. So Watashi no Oshigoto wa tennis sensei this. And then to make it more kego form, Watashi no Oshigoto ga tennis sensei desu. So you add the desu, you add that U to the desu. So Sorry we got a little bit off track guys, but we'll use that as Japanese word of the day. But back to the Japan news. So the Japan news number two was Easy Japanese helps foreign residents get information in emergencies, which what I mentioned before is great for me. Um, how should public information from governments which directly affects people's lives and safety be conveyed to foreigners living in Japan? This is an increasingly important issue as the impact of the new cr- elephant in the room spreads. It may be commonly thought that such information is best conveyed in English, but they're going to convey it in Easy Japanese, which is cool. Um, again, a little bit off tangent, but in Japanese you've got like three writing styles. You've got katakana for words which are borrowed from a foreign language, hiragana, which is Japanese words which are written in an easy to read and write style. And traditionally, hiragana was used for women's names, not men's, na- uh, women's names. They didn't actually have kanji, and then you have kanji. <clears throat> so, and also there's actually the fourth one. There's furigana. Furigana is written above kanji. So if you see some kanji, and then above it you see some hiragana, some really small hiragana, or sometimes katakana, that's to help Japanese and anybody else understand what the kanji says. So you got furigana, which is a not really a another form of writing or reading, it's just an explanation of the kanji. So, I'm assuming that the easy Japanese is going to be a combination of katakana, hiragana, and furigana, which is going to be good, because it's going to help people in times of emergency understand what the hell is going on when the Japanese government sends out a massive kanji-filled missive for us people to go, what the hell is this all about? So that's Japan news number two. And Japanese news number three. Uh, let's check it out. Japan government okay's FY 2022nd extra budget plan worth 117 trillion yen. It's a big number. Uh, Tokyo from the Gigi Press. The Japanese government adopted Wednesday a fiscal 2022nd supplementary budget plan with measures worth 117.1 trillion yen to reduce the social and economic impacts of the elephant in the room. The plan includes a 31 million, 31 billion in general account spending, and that is. Let's click on that. Just a little bit more information because this is important. So. General account spending features programs to strengthen Japan's medial system and support businesses struggling to pay rent. Uh, total value of the 117 million point one, sorry, the 117.1 trillion yen includes measures to be taken under the country's fiscal investment loan programs. Blah blah blah. Right. <clears throat> I'm not really a big numbers numbers man or numbers fan, so. I'm just going to leave that alone, but yeah, the Japanese government is actually doing a pretty good job of stepping in and helping prop up families and small businesses which need help during these hard economic times. We just recently got our application the other day, which is nice, so we can apply for the Japanese stimulus package, which is $1,000 per person, which is very nice, because being in a family of four, that's $4,000, which is going to go a long way to help pay the rent and just survive and live in general. 
So that is the Japan news, and that is the Tokyo weather, and the Japan news number one, number two, and number three. And we're going to go to a quick promotion, quick uh, commercial break, a promo probably from Postmates or Layla Mattresses. We'll put those links in the description too. So we'll go to a quick break, and then we'll be back after that. Thank you, and enjoy. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. Postmate it. Alright guys, so that was a good recording there from my good friend Nate at IndieBlastNetwork.com IndieBlastNetwork is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. Go check out IndieBlastNetwork today. You'll see me on there. You'll see my good friend Charles, Note of a Phone podcast on there. There's lots of good stuff on there. There'll be a link in the description at the top in the description box, obviously. So, next part of the podcast, guys, we're going to take you into the good stuff. We haven't done this for a little while because the weather's been a bit cold, obviously. It's been winter, but we're going to summer now here in Japan. The weather's turning really nice, as I mentioned before in the Tokyo Weather Breakdown. So, we're going to go into one of my favorites, walking in my, walking in the garden with Kyle while sitting in the pool. But there'll be no pool sitting today because the pool has been um, let down. But we'll put it back up soon. So, walking in the garden with Kyle while sitting in the pool, so over here at the door, and right near my door, because I have a huge garden, it's the size of a small toilet, <clears throat> we managed to put in a, a fair few features in here. So starting near the door, I have my veggie garden, and it's looking great. I want to get right down in here, into the meat, into the potatoes of the veggie garden. So the potato plants are going fantastic, they're about half a meter tall now, and they're starting to flower, so... Within the next few months, we're going to have some spuds here. Spuds being the generic term for potatoes in Australia. Probably the UK and New Zealand as well. Um, they're looking really nice. And first time ever, we're growing a blueberry. And there is... The blueberry is really tough to grow, apparently. But there is one blueberry on this little blueberry bush. I don't really know how to care for the blueberry. Um, where the blueberry is growing... The little tip next to it's dead, and the other tips have all died too, so I'm not sure what to do with it. I don't know if it's too much water, not enough water, needs more fert. I don't know, but hopefully that one little blueberry will grow, and we'll have one blueberry, which will be nice. Um, moving to the back of the vegetable garden, the tomato plant. Tomatoes are always fun, they're always great to grow, guys, because they're rewarding very quickly. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven nice tomatoes popped out already. Looking good. Over in the back corner, there's a capsicum plant. I can see a little bit of an issue on the capsicum plant. He's growing capsicums, but something's looking dead in the middle, so I'll try to address that and see what's going on. Behind him, another first for us, is a watermelon. We're growing a watermelon in our garden in Tokyo, which is crazy, man. Because watermelons are normally pretty big, but I think this is like a miniature variety. I don't know what's happening with this guy either. I'm giving lots of food. Um, all the little buds which pop out the flower seem to die before they flower. There's just one which has. So I'll try to work out what's going on with that. 
Rosemary's in the corner being neglected. Sorry, Rosemary, but that's how it goes. You're just a herb getting there in the corner, and I'll just cut you and eat you when I want. Um, the celery has bolted and flowered. I'm not sure if it's edible now. Oh, no, it still feels okay. I might eat some of that later. Um, yeah, the celery's going good. The Shinzo, the Japanese herb, is going really good. It's going, going flat out, like a lizard drinking. i eat some of you later, too. So that's the veggie garden, so let's go over here in the corner near the gate. Um, there's some of my snowboarding gear, there's bags of rubbish. It's really hard to throw away rubbish in Japan, you gotta get your timing right. If you miss your timing, you get stuck with bags of rubbish. Um, I put anti-cat spikes near the gate, which is to stop people from urinating on my gate, which is nice. Camellia tree is going good, go over here in the corner. The ferns are looking fantastic. Yeah, so I put a little rock wall around here and I advise the um, gardeners that come into my garden and destroy it but to touch my ferns because I like my ferns. And also the ferns are edible. These little um, shoots they pop out, little curly ones, you can pick them and boil them and eat them. So that's nice. Ferns looking good. Over there in that corner there is absolutely nothing. Just the uh, clothesline. I'm going to try to utilize that space and grow some lettuce. And over here in this corner is just the air conditioning unit with the hose. So that's pretty much walking in my garden with Kyle while sitting in the pool. Um, we'll go inside, put another promo on for you guys, and we'll get into something different today. So we'll be back after this. Hello, dears. My, my, my husband used to always ask me, how is your taint so fresh and so sparkly and clean. Well, the secret is I use Big Rig Meek Hot Wax daily. A daily application of it upon my taint makes it fresh as a daisy and it tastes lovely. All the boys down the road always compliment me on the freshness and the cleanliness of my taint. I'm, I'm a British grandmother. I'm 94 years old and I'm not really sure what you Americans mean by taint, but I'm assuming it's the place between my a-hole and my prison wallet, as you so subtly put it. But yes, I'm a firm believer in the big rig mig hot wax, and I will use it every day. Regardless of how clean my taint is, it's never clean enough without a good thorough scrubbing and a solid application of Big Rig Mick Hot Wax. Thank you, Big Rig Mick. I don't know who you are. I'm assuming you're a nice Mexican gentleman. And kisses from Granny in London. I love you. I'll see you next time when I reorder. Thank you, dears. And enjoy a cup of tea and a special plate of spotted dick. Have a great afternoon. And thank you again, Doris. That was a lovely, lovely commercial. I know it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. It's one of my favorites. I love, I love listening to that one. It's just gold. It's gold. So anyway, you guys, so something new today for the Tokyo Munchies podcast. We're going to talk about another little project I've been working on, the Munch Magazine. So this is Tokyo Munchies podcast. And so obviously, if I'm going to make a magazine, I'm going to call it something along the lines of Munchies. So... I set up this little magazine, a little online magazine called The Munch Magazine. It's on this app called uh, Flip Snacks. So it's, a, it's an interesting app to use. It's pretty cool. I like it. 
but I'm gonna have a look around for some different apps, but I like this one, it's not bad. So, I just launched, I just published the Munch Magazine Volume 2 last night, and this is jam-packed new content. So we're looking at why wearing masks in banks is a bad idea. Quarantine Cooking with John is back, and this time a little bit more information about his recipe. Um, we have the amateur anime in the back of the magazine and reader's ramblings. Plus, I'm going to put in a magazine-based game of checkers in there. So each month, there'll be a checkerboard, and I'll make a move, and then you can make a move. If you email me and tell me what move you want to make, and then we'll proceed from there. Uh, I didn't have space in this mag for um, the checkers game, so I'll try to get it into volume 3. But for something different, I'm just going to give you a quick introduction to the Munch magazine. The link will be in the description in the podcast, so you can click on it and check it out. It's um, a satirical magazine, so please don't take anything in there seriously. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be entertaining. I don't care about the typos. Same as my podcast. I don't care about coughs, background sounds, or me clearing my throat constantly. It's just a satirical magazine, which is meant to be fun and entertaining during your lockdown periods. So, I wanted to introduce you to the magazine. I'm just going to read the first page, the intro page, just so you have a bit of an idea what you're getting into if you click on this and have a look at it. So, here we go, the intro. So, hi again. Hi. Konnichiwa and g'day. Welcome to back to the munch. So, if you enjoyed last month's edition, hold on to your hats. This one is guaranteed to blow socks off. Due to public demand, we have extended the edition to 15 pages. 15 more reasons to get your flip on and get stuck into some quality journalism delivered by our editor-in-chief, Kyle. Which is me. <laughs> Gonna give yourself a plug now and then, don't you? Um, this month, we talk about why it's a bad idea to wear a mask in a bank. We welcome back Quarantine Cooking with John, some actual photos of pigeons in the parks, readers' ramblings, checkers, scratch and sniff, amateur anime, and some downright riveting stories from what it's like to live in Japan as a cat. Get your gloves, grab some comfy pants, and prepare to be taken on a whirlwind ride as we go deep inside the munch. Pictured below is a stormtrooper. I know, it's pretty good, hey? So, guys, that's pretty much the intro to the Munch magazine. Um, as I said, this is meant to just be satirical. This is meant to just be stupid fun. Um, hopefully you enjoy it as much as I enjoy it. Um, enjoy making it, too. Um... It's really random, guys. It's really strange stuff. Um, just like the podcast that you're listening to now, it's pretty out there. But, hey, as I said, it's just meant to be entertaining. If you're interested in the Munch Magazine, on a more serious note, if you are interested in the Munch Magazine, um, if you'd like to have an article in there, because we cover a lot of things... So I'll go back to the contents page. So we have Quarantine Cooking with John. If you uh, fancy yourself as an at-home chef or you've got something cool that you cook and you'd like it featured in the magazine, please feel free to reach us at tokyomunchies at gmail.com. We've got Wearing Masks and Banks, which is an article. Um, If you're interested in writing an article for the the Munch magazine, please feel free to contact me. Reader's Ramblings. Travels tips, readers picks, again those three things. If you want to contribute to the magazine, reach out and touch somebody. Not or don't touch somebody due to social distancing, but um reach out and contact me. Um and also if you are a amateur anime artist or you're interested in anime, you like drawing, sketching, painting, or anything like that, 
yeah, contact me too and we'll feature you in the last page of the magazine which is the anime amateur anime page I I have a Wacom tablet and I am a graphic designer in my free time I'm not very good at it but I still like to try and so I've just been featuring my work in the magazine for now and if you want to have your work featured yeah reach out hit me up I'm more than happy to publish anything for anybody if you just want to share your stuff uh, last serious thing too with the magazine on the second last page of classified ads um, we are open to advertising anybody that wants to advertise in the magazine we're going to do free advertising up to volume 5 so if you'd like a free full page ad or free half page ad yeah, contact me and I'm happy to run a full page ad for you in the Munch magazine I've just done one in volume 2 for my good friend actually I've done 3 ads in this magazine first ad was for me for Tokyo Munchies there's my flyer in there so it's my website my QR code where you can order Japanese candy from me direct from Tokyo direct to your house um, the second ad I did was for my good friend Kif he has a little cafe here in Tokyo and he sells Australian made <clears throat> he sells handmade Australian meat pies um, cakes sausage rolls lamingtons lots of stuff he's an amazing chef he's an amazing cook he makes this all handmade. He makes the meat pies with Australian and New Zealand meat and sausage rolls also from Australian and New Zealand meat. Um, he, he has coffee, has snacks and drinks. And he's a damn nice guy. He started up his little cafe in Tokyo, which is a super hard thing to do for a foreigner. But he started it up a couple of years ago and he's still going and business is growing and it's really impressive. So I gave him a full page ad in there for free with his Facebook link so you can find out where he is if you're in Tokyo to go get some Aussie meat pies I know you miss them I do and another ad I ran <clears throat> I have a feature page in the magazine too so I've been working as an affiliate for Events Hakuba Events Hakuba is as the name states a website dedicated to events which are happening in Hakuba Hakuba is one of the snowboarding ski areas here in Japan and it is amazing if you've been to Japan and you know about Hakuba I don't have to explain anymore. If you know about Hakuba, go to eventshakuba.com to check out what's happening in Hakuba. It's an amazing place. They also started up a store, an online store, selling Hakuba hats, uh, jackets, hoodies, iPhone cases, prints. So I'm working with them as an affiliate, selling their products for them, helping, trying to sell their products for them and helping them move some product. They have some really cool hats and some nice hoodies and beanies. I'm going to get myself a few in the next couple of weeks. And um, the yeah, and the last page, as I said in the classified ad section, I've featured my own company again, <laughs> Tensaka Sports, which is my startup sports clothing company, and that's a half-page ad on the classified ad section. So, where we're going with this? If you'd like to be featured in the magazine, or if you'd like an advertisement in the magazine, please feel free to reach out to me, and I'll run your ads for free full page or half page till volume 5 and then we're going to start charging a little bit because you know you love it so that's pretty much it guys for the munch magazine um there'll be volume 3 will be coming out next month and stay tuned for that because it's going to be even crazier even weirder and always remember to keep those bags shiny um so i'm not sure what we're going to do with the rest of this podcast i've covered a lot of stuff now we'll probably go for to one more commercial break and then come back talk about some Japanese candy and that's pretty much it so stay tuned and we'll be back after this commercial break yay
there are 24 hours in a day. One third of the day is spent in bed. Now, why not be in the most comfortable you can get? Layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress. They are copper-infused and flippable. That's right, flippable. If you like a harder mattress, use one side. If you like a softer mattress, flip it over and voila. And the great thing about Layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights. That's right, four months. And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. Alrighty then, that's pretty much wrapping up the end of the Japanese, uh, so the Tokyo Munchies podcast for today. But we're here for the Japanese candy, that's what we're here for. So let's talk about some Japanese candy. One of my favorites is Pucho. So Pucho is made by Uha. Pucho um, make this candy, which you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys know Haichu. Haichu is like, um, it's like a bubblegum pack. And there's little individual packs in there, which is like bubblegum, but not really like bubblegum. It's like a chewy candy. So Pucho from Uha, or U-H-A, Uha, they make a similar thing, and it's just as good as Haichu. They've got a pretty impressive lineup of candy over here, but I'm just going to focus on the Pucha stick candy. So they've got, oh, got five different flavors. They've got the strong soda, the strong cola, the grape, the Shine Musket, and the Yokan. Yokan? Yokan. Which I'm assuming is orange or mandarin. Let's have a quick look at these guys, because they're actually really nice. Um, yeah, so Strong Soda, as the name says, it's a strong soda flavor in little bite-sized pieces of chewy Japanese candy. Strong Cola, as, as the name says, it's a strong cola flavor. The Pucho Grape is, yeah, obviously it's grape. And the Muscat and Lokan. So we'll be putting these in munchie packs. So you'll probably get these in a medium munchie pack. And you'll probably get them in the... And you'll definitely get them in the munchie pack. In the full size pack. So while we're in the Uha website. Let's see what else you guys have got. Um, they also do Ramune. So Ramune is like a famous Japanese soda. It comes in these really unique bottles. These glass... Oh. Originally, ramune came in these unique glass bottles, and when you take the lid off, there's a little marble in the top of the lid, in the stopper, and it acts as a stopper, so if the bottle's, like, tipped upside down, it won't leak out because the marble's blocking the lid, which is it's a pretty in, in, innovative idea. But um, they also do, uha do ramune, ramune candy, and they're in, like, a little plastic tube, which is reminiscent of the ramune bottle. And they do it in a strong soda flavor and a cola flavor as well. Um, Uha's sort of not as exciting as the other Japanese candy brands out there, but they still have some pretty good stuff, and it's good quality. Um, what they do have, though, is the Super Shige Kicks. These like have these guys punch. These guys have a powerful punch, man. They're really, really good. 
Um, again, we have them in lemon, they have them in melon, soda, and evolution soda flavor. <laughs> evolution soda flavor is pretty good. It's, I don't know, it's sort of like, um, Red Bull crossed with orange crossed with something else. It's, uh, and it's like an energy candy, so it gives you like a big boost. It's like, bang, you're up and you're ready and going. But one of the things you might have seen floating around online on the internet, on YouTube, there was the Long Sakeru Gummy Candy ad. And these were done like a, almost like a TV series commercials on YouTube. And um, when they say Long saku, Sakeru Gummy, they really do mean Long Sakeru Gummy. Gummy, <laughs> gummy, gummy. Gummy will get there eventually. So I think like the long ones are about half a meter, half a meter long. And this is a long stick of gummy candy. And they come in the grape flavor <clears throat> and the muscat flavor, the shine muscat flavor. The the reason why I'm talking about this for is because the YouTube commercials for this were really, really um, tongue in cheek in that they were alluding to something not really candy related. So I'll give you a breakdown. So in the YouTube commercials, um, starts off with this young pretty Japanese girl and she's walking around doing her thing <clears throat> and she spots this handsome Japanese guy in his black suit and he pulls out this long sake, sakeru gummy candy out of his pocket and takes a provocative bite of it and gives her a bit of a look and um, I'm trying to keep my podcast PC guys so you know what I'm alluding to, and you know what that commercial is alluding to. So the whole focus on this commercial is long, long gummy candy. And as this YouTube commercial series progresses, the girl, she's like with her boyfriend now in the park in one of the other YouTube ads, and she's with her boyfriend enjoying some, enjoying a coffee or something, and she looks over, and there's that guy again, and he provocatively pulls out his long gummy candy and bites it again while giving her that wistful look and it just gets weirder and weirder this commercial so that just keeps happening she just keeps randomly seeing this guy then as like the the cultivation the ending of this youtube series she's at her wedding and she's at her wedding she's wearing a wedding dress <clears throat> in the church they've done her vows they're they're going outside, people are clapping, there's rose petals flying through the air, and you know who's there. The long sake, sakeru gummy candy guy, he's there again, doing his provocative bite out of the long gummy candy stick. And she, like, drops her flowers and jaw drops, and she's like, oh my god, I should be with him, not you. And... You think she's gonna go running into her his arms, but it doesn't happen that way. The handsome Japanese guy eating the long candy instead goes up and hugs her now husband, and they leave together in a romantic way. And it was just really out there, man, but it's quite entertaining. I'll try to find the link for that and put it in the description so you guys know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, so Uha is uh, interesting gummy candy. Like their website looks pretty boring, but their commercials are top notch and their candy is top notch, and it's just good value. Um, I'm gonna wrap up this podcast now, guys. So shout out to 
Indie Blast Network again. Nate, thank you for everything you do for all us podcasts out there all together on your platform. You're a legend. Um, your link will be up in the description box. Shout out to my good friend Charles, nerd of the phone. Always love your work, man. It's always fun chatting with you. Shout out to my good friend Kiff at Punk Doily, that little cafe in Tokyo here, which sells ha- homemade, handmade Aussie meat pies. If you're in Tokyo, head over to Punk Doily and get yourself a meat pie and a snag roll and a coffee. Um, shout out to Events Akuba. Thanks, guys, for letting me part- be part of your affiliate program and trying to push your products online and yeah, sharing the Hakuba love of the world. And also shout out to my company, Tensucker Sports. Take your game higher with Tensucker Sports. Quality sportswear. Born in Japan, made in the USA. And last but not least, Tokyo Munchies. Go check out tokyomunchies.com and get yourself some Japanese candy. Japan Post is going to open up soon so we can ship worldwide again. We've got noodles, we've got candy, we've got munchie packs, we've got Kit Kats, we've got every single snack underneath the land of the rising sun you could possibly imagine. So go check out Tokyo Munchies, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Um, and that's pretty much the cut and thrust of it. So thank you guys for listening to the Tokyo Munchies, and as always, this is Kyle signing off. If you got the munchies, we got the munchies. Tokyo Munchies, go get some! <laughs>